Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What does it even mean to miss the rains down in Africa? The lyrics are, I bless rains down in Africa. What? No, they're not. Uh, yes, they are. It makes even less sense. Well, I should know, because I karaoke it at my wedding. Part of the moon now. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack for Saturday, Saturday, January seventh, Saturday, January, <laughs> January, January, There you go, seventh of January, twenty twenty three. Is this our first episode of the new year? No, we did no, last week. Technically, we did one on New Year's Day. Yeah, that's true. All I right. mean, not even really technically, we did one on New Year's Day. You're right. Second, this is the second <laughs> of the year, and also the time you'll <laughs> we'll stop saying it's the anything of the new year. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We are mining the very uh, depths of film entertainment for all mankind, even in this new year. My name is Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He is the operating system of the moon done away. Blue screen reboot. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we head back to 2022. Oh, God, no, not 2022 again. I'd rather find out the moon is full of killer AI space bees bent on our destruction than return to 2022. What's that now? Damn you, Roland, and other PG-13 expletives. I'm so mad I could just forget everything I know about space and our universe and watch the moon stalk Earth like a predator in a horror movie. <laughs> He's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> Good night, moon megastructure. Good night, operating system program spaceman Charlie. Good night, everything I learned in physics class. Anywho, now if you'll excuse me, I have to go prepare to save the world with my very specialized skills. Dysfunctional family dynamic, crazy ambition, and a borderline suicidal tendency due to guilt. Oh, and a military connection. And a bomb. 
in a lot of convenient happenstance. And, oh, yeah, I'm rich, and everybody around me is rich, but not so rich that I could not, you know, pay my rent. Fleet on motorbike. Randy, <laughs> hand me my little tin of colorful pills. Those little colorful pills there. Did I take the blue one? Because I'm about to fly this podcast right up the dark side of the moon's hole. Oh, my God, it's full of bees. <laughs> Full of bees. <laughs> I wish it was full of bees. It would have been a better movie full of bees. Oh, I, I want to talk Swamp. about full of bees because I have a theory. Mm. Oh. Okay. Mm. I like that. I like theories. Let's move on now down the road. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Down the road to Randy. Is this the new smoke monster, Jordan? Aloha, Scott, Brian, and Brian. I've called you all here to Vandenberg Air Force Base because, as you know, the moon is falling and that makes the oceans destroy everything. And you are all dumb enough to come to Vandenberg, which is on the ocean, 150 miles west of Los Angeles. So you're my people. Anyway, joke's on you. We can't make the rocket work, so you should all go meet up with your families after you take the 101 for like three hours, and you'll still be at sea level. Okay, let's talk about how you're going to survive gravitational tsunamis. Uh, hmm. Tsunami. There might not be an S on plural tsunami, I think. Okay, so. It's a silent S. You're going to survive if you just follow my three crazy rules. Number one. Carry a gun, but don't use it. Most of the human race is dying, and those who are armed are going to be very dangerous to deal with. So just give them your car, I guess. Number two, you. memorize everyone's satellite phone number. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, uh, yeah, I've also heard stories of really old people who used to remember phone numbers back in the late 1900s. Uh, you need to somehow do that. Number three, this is important. When you need it most, call on reverse gravity. Yeah, that's right. Reverse gravity. It'll come along and it will only affect some heavy objects, but not others. Like you can just hide in a shed and the reverse gravity won't impact you. Mm -hmm. But when you need to jump over a chasm, reverse gravity will give you a lift. <laughs> Whoa, flying train cars. I'm dead. Rest in peace, comma me. Oh, comma me. <laughs> comma me. And a comma. With us finally, Brian, this movie is very bad, Ibit. Oh, I see what you did there. I, yeah. I don't don't think that that went uh, unmissed and unappreciated mm. as I try to figure out why mm. something is not playing <laughs> here that should be playing <laughs> here. Why is it not playing? Let's try this again. It's the bees. All right. Oh, no. Come on now. What's going Space on? Space bees. All right. Oh, it doesn't work. What is it's it? It's not playing. Like you guys hear heard the thing that played a minute ago. Why is it? Oh, it was you then. Oh, no. It was. It was totally oh, me. I was testing it to make hilarious. sure it was going to work. Oh, I was bomb. testing to make sure it was going to work, and now it's not going to work. Hold on a second. All right, we're going to just. It's all right. Close this is how that. Sausage live. Everybody. This is so good. This is just such great content for yeah. uh, everybody. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Try this one more time. We're good. not perfect. No. 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 no we're barely. Functional. You I blame the gravitational tsunami. Oh, oh here we go. There it is. Oh, we oh, got nice. it. Now you're hearing it. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a little song that I sang at uh, that I karaoke at my wedding. Okay. Uh, I, I'd love it if you guys would sing along, but you really don't know the words, so so please don't. Uh, here's a little something from the band REM. A civilian scientist sees what NASA missed, like Independence Day. Meteors target major cities on Earth. Just like Deep Impact. 
<laughs> Someone stays behind to trigger the bomb. Armageddon did that. Ex-wife's new husband dies to save them all. I think that was 2012. <laughs> Main character's kids trying to get back home. Day after tomorrow. Nailed it. The monsters won't find you if you turn off your phone. Independence Day again. <laughs> now, Roland, did you try hard on this one? <laughs> Tell me, are you out of new plots? Roland, have you started recycling, baby? Are you smoking pot? <laughs> if you believe they left a man in the moon. Nice. You can say that. That was really the moon. Yeah. If you believe Alexis NX can fly, you yeah. might be a fool. If you believe there's a white dwarf in the moon. There you go. Thank you. Great. Then you believe a shuttle flight crew of three, and Elon is cool. Elon, I'm not saying that. Was that the entire song, like, lengthwise? It was the entire song. It was like a six-minute song. I can't believe you. It, that felt like just two minutes and four seconds, didn't it? It really did. There's no way. It really yeah. did. Through the, through the magic of awesome. editing, yeah. I took out, like, uh, five verses and two more choruses. You did a good job. I just, yeah, I'm so, I'm so proud of you right now, but I'm a little pissed off because you just destroyed my Twitter post for later. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely I'm, done. I'm just gonna cut gonna, it down. Are you gonna, gonna cut sing it down. "Man in the Moon" by Rem for your Twitter post? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut it down a little bit, no, but I'm not but gonna you, completely rewrite it now. Yeah. You hit all of the uh, the happenstance every time I would see someone I'm like, "Oh, I've seen it before. Oh, that yeah. was this movie. That was that yeah. movie." Yeah, and it, what was, every what was difficult was like trying to say, "Oh, well, that happened in Day After Tomorrow and 2012 and Deep Impact, yeah. and this one yeah. happened in <laughs> Independence Day and 2012." And yeah, well, because we had already done this, we uh, in Armageddon. We had already said, oh, this is a ripoff of this thing from Independence Day. Mm-hmm. We'd already right. done that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. We'd done it. It's just, this, it's Roland Emmerich. This is what he makes. He doesn't know what else to do. And here's yeah. the other thing I noticed this is all funded by uh, Tencent and Chinese money. And it's not a problem yeah. necessarily, yeah. except when that happens. It's like the Meg. I don't know if you guys saw the Meg. I did see the Meg. I, I'm with you. I don't know why I saw it because I should have just waited for us to eventually film yeah. that. I saw it too. There. I saw it in theaters for some unknown, ungodly reason back in 2019. But um, it is, it's that kind of thing. When that happens, what usually happens anyway, is it always feels a little soulless. And I don't mean, this isn't a xenophobic thing. It's a creative no. control thing. I think that they- They're they, more conservative. Gonna, uh, right. They're more conservative- request when right. they fund these movies. Right. So, I mean, that's that's just the nature of <laughs> They also, view. when they fund them, they think that we've got really short memories. I'm sure that they're right. saying, well, this is kind of <laughs> like what Bruce Willis did at the end of Armageddon where he draws the, the short straw and he kicks Ben Affleck into the elevator and mm-hmm. makes it so he can't. He cuts his I, hose. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I as we get older, and we're talking about uh, Moonfall, by the way. Oh yeah, Moonfall. Sorry, but, Moonfall. Uh, Moonfall. Moonfall. Sorry, um, I never even said that in my song. Yeah, yeah. right. Moonfall. Uh, but you know, I I'm okay with this because uh, as we get older, we have more and more memories of movies, and we have those experiences. But then, if someone you know, they're in their twenties, comes along, 
He may have never seen Armageddon or any of these other movies that we're referencing. Even 20, what was it, 2012? That was almost, that was nine years ago now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 10 years uh, ago? No, 11 years ago now. 11 years so, ago. Yeah, I just feel I mean, bad then because the this should not be the first time you see. Like, those movies, <laughs> as schlocky as they were, they are so much better than this that if you're going to see each of these I, trope represented, I, tropes represented, you should see them in the. Yeah, are they better? When they were done far better. Yeah. Oh, are God, they, yes. Okay, okay, oh, I what, agree. I, I want to make both arguments. Number one, okay. Armageddon was objectively better. Like than this, hell the yeah. The, yeah. There's a reason that there's a Criterion collection. I was going to say, my DVD says Criterion collection yes. at the top, right above the words <laughs> Armageddon. Hold so on, Dun- Dunaway, are you Dunaway? You actually going to bat I, for this over that? You're not I, saying that. No, no, I'm not saying that this is better. I would almost say it's kind of parallel and has there's enough there's enough pros and cons here that they kind of almost balance out because this movie does some things better than armageddon but then does a bunch of stuff worse than armageddon and neither one of them in my opinion are really 25 years newer would you say that okay so would you say that maybe this is like watching the greatest hits like roland emmerich's greatest hits without having to watch all those other get all those other albums with those deep cuts in them for for (laughs) us absolutely however once again i gotta remind you it's been a while since we've done a disaster since we uh, the public has experienced a disaster movie quite like this uh, so it's kind of hard to say, cause it's kind of like always the argument I usually look at is, uh, the Romeo and Juliet story. So every generation gets one because teenagers are constantly coming into, into their own and, you know, yeah. they haven't seen the previous ones and they need to see people who are, you know, look like them from their generation and speak like them and do like them. And the story's still there. You know what I mean? That's so, true. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. That happens all the time. The iteration just passes yeah. from generation to generation. Yeah. But in this particular case, the, the reason I would give Armageddon or almost any, even other Emmerich films, uh, a thumbs up over this, this just feels soulless. I don't feel like there's any, mm-hmm. I don't care about anyone. I don't care yeah. about their plight. Uh, nobody, okay. re- I didn't feel like I related I to anybody. Like, I just didn't care about these people in this movie. Like Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and all those guys. Uh, they were such cocky assholes. I didn't care Some about were. those guys either. <laughs> Some were, so. but like his uh, his buddy, his buddy that played the bad guy in the uh, the Postman. I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, I yeah, love that actor. Um, he had a very uh, that was a very sympathetic. He had a great story arc. Yeah, right? yeah. his kid watching him, like watching the space thing, and the woman says, "That's your daddy that just did that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I bought into that pretty hard, and also I really like Billy yeah. Bob Thornton as kind of running things back at base, and I like you know a yeah. lot of that stuff. I, I thought was it's I cheesy it's and like, over the top. If you ask the question, I think I feel like if you ask the question, "What's your favorite color? Uh, brown or slightly darker brown?" I mean, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but no, Scott's Scott's point is is a really good one about how you you need to give us something to make us invest in these characters other than oh he watched his friend get eaten in space by a bunch of bees and now everybody thinks he's crazy and now he's you know just a former like disgraced former astronaut. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't care about him as much as we care about Will Patton and, you know, Dude, Armageddon. Will Patton, I don't really care is. about Will Patton either. Oh, come on. You care <laughs> about like him. He he, was, he I felt like, like he was a trope, too. Like his, I was like, oh, you're so trope. Ex-wife just thinks he's like this deadbeat and will never Spielberg, amount to anything look, working Spielberg on Spielberg had been doing for decades that. De- yeah. decades and doing it better and doing it better dead. you're not sure. wrong yeah sure. you're not so wrong I mean, about that but i guess what i'm saying <laughs> is there is an energy there's an energy and color and 
tone and and rhythm to Armageddon, right. the uh, the film that we're talking about, compared to this. And I just mm-hmm. felt like this was painted all by numbers. Some of the effects were okay. Some of them were atrocious. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But here, here, here's just the basics of some of that. And then let's not really build character. Let's not really make you care about anybody. Let's just fill in those squares so that by the end we filled them I- all in. And we've do, given the do movie. you like soft shell tacos or burritos better? They're just kind of they all got the same ingredients, just different. I would say uh, this is like going to like finding a great street taco truck and getting yeah. a taco there versus this movie where it's like, oh, all right, yeah, Del Taco's fine. Oh, yeah, you're really, saying really you're like, saying it's way better. Holy cow, you just like put a chasm between the two movies. Some reason I that really, analogy. I like it bristles me my like the hair on the back of my neck doing when we compare watching a movie to eating food. I don't know why. There's something about the fact that I am going to eat the same food. Like I'm gonna eat this really good burger from a local burger joint like yeah. every month for a long time if I'm lucky. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to watch any of these movies many, many times, but um, yeah, sure. I just want to make the case. I want to make the case for moonfall because I had a really good time watching this movie. Yeah. And that, that case I think is, is all in the people trying to entertain me. Like mm-hmm. there are hundreds of people who come together to make a movie. They're like, yes, they're all kind of stuck with a crappy script, right? There's nothing you can do about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Except maybe get someone to rewrite the script. Mm-hmm. But right. like, there's like so much effort in this movie to entertain me like that from the music to the acting to the, and, and it really, it all boils down to for some reason they had Josh Gad lined up to play KC kicked yeah. him out. He, he lost the plot and they, they plugged in John Bradley, freaking Sam Tarley from game. of I Thrones. Lo- I love him like, in this one. I like him he in is, this a lot. Love. He is, he was I was just, I was entertained the entire movie. Thanks to this one little yeah. thing that happened. I'm sure Josh Gad would have been interesting, but he would have been very different. He's, he's way more boisterous, way more over the top. Trivia just and, claims it was a schedule thing. Did it, was there a bigger deal going on? Something weird happened or I don't know. I don't know. I have okay. no idea. I just yeah. know that they that like this we is traded a, up though. There's yeah. There's there's three important characters in this movie, and I'm sorry, but uh, Charlie Plummer is not one of them. And uh, <laughs> it, you know, of, of the three, Charlie of the three, interesting. This movie, uh, Halle Berry can never ever do anything different than what Halle Berry always does. Yeah, so it's Halle not, Berry. It's not going to elevate something for me. Patrick yeah. Wilson apparently just can't ever rise to the occasion. Well, I don't know what it is. He's just peeing the bills, dude. I love that guy and all sorts of stuff. This just is. I'm not know. saying he's bad. I'm just saying that he's he gets right up to the average. Like he's like the you know like he's like you you ordered uh, an action star off Wish accidentally. You got Patrick Wilson, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, then- but I think he's I think he's. He's, he's charming just fine in this you he's know fine I mean, he's he asked me like brian yeah yeah he's great i'm sure there's hopefully a lot of great brian clips god around. how could you not but uh right, tina right. said god what do i know him from and i'm like well do you remember watchman no i don't remember watchman uh you didn't watch any of the insidious movies no how about conjuring no uh okay then yeah you don't know patrick wilson <laughs> you don't yeah, know him? Yeah, that's exactly right <laughs> i mean but if like, you've you seen can't. if you've seen fargo season two you've seen patrick wilson at his best he was yeah. amazing yeah. in that and i thought he deserved all the the credit and accolades for that role and i don't know why he gets stuff like this at the same time to me it just mm-hmm. feels weird to me he's good in those horror movies like they're fine i thought he did good he did fine he does good he's yeah. He's a nice little piece. 
right in here just to just to put him right in there. Did you call right. him a piece? I like that. It's exactly at average for me. Like he he gets right up to the mark, right? Yeah. Whereas like the first time you saw Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, oh wow, yeah. That's that's uh overshooting. That's good. I like right. I like how he brings a bunch to the role and you know he has a, he has a sense of humor. And that's the thing. You're if, to enjoy this movie, you are either going to find your sense of humor and line it up with this movie's sense of humor, or you're really, really going to hate it. <laughs> and, yeah. and I just, I found that level. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with this Wilson Yahoo as, yeah. as a superhero uh, astronaut. Oh, I'm just going to go for it. It's great. It'll be fun. I'm it's actually fun. very glad to hear that because I, I tried really hard to do this. I, I feel like Gibbett and I may be aligned on this one. I, I just found it just to be like, so soulless i keep using that word because it just feels yeah. right to me that it just i just could never care about anybody mm-hmm. and i sat there and watched yeah. it going all right also it's really crappy for clips there's a few in there mostly brian clips um but but it was <laughs> but it was like just empty to me and and it felt very by the numbers and okay here's your movie i've packaged it exactly the way you want it and here you go and it seems like the critics agree with me i wish i ha- i wish oh, i could come yeah. at it with a different tact because it's just to me so well, it's got, I, I think i think you get to blame the director for this mm. and and i think what happens is uh you need a movie like this to take every character and develop them so that they don't come across as individually soulless yeah. and some of these characters were written to be that um the general played by uh ma Ikwakor. yeah amazing opportunity there but written soulless he's got he's just like he's a blank canvas yeah, right no even question. like donald sutherland in a tiny cameo in this movie <laughs> is soulless the sutherland and the bucket what happened uh, to him yeah. yeah he's directed what did do He's directed to be soulless and Donald Sutherland has so much to offer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Michael Pena uh, is, is, is a soulless performance because it's like, they didn't, I don't know. They like, uh, you're, you're angry because you're like, your family's disconnected, but you're not like, you don't really have a backstory. And it's like, he, yeah. he puts in a performance that doesn't offer the movie anything. You mm-hmm. know? And who is win, win you, I couldn't even figure out what exactly she Kelly was supposed you. to be the baby the nanny, or, nanny Kelly right? excuse me yeah Kelly yeah, yeah Kelly yeah. you so yeah I was like I couldn't even it took me a little while to even figure that out I was like oh she's not the big sister she's the nanny wait is she the right. nanny or is she exchange student and she's well, traded she's out exchange for student nanny yeah Exchange like, student slash wait, nanny. We're, we're gonna we're gonna brush over that do you have exchange students nannies is that what happens like <laughs> what is <laughs> What are we doing here? I don't know. Like, that's a great question. James didn't do anything, I guess. Yeah. I, that's what I was. I was like, what is going? I need to know more about this story. But I, I felt like everybody's soulless because I can never relate to any of these people in these movies. What? Same with Armageddon. It's like uh, people okay. who can spend amazing amounts of money, just do the most outrageous, expensive things in the universe. And I'm like, how are these people? They're getting they get freaking rich. And they're like, I don't have no money. It's like... There's no way this guy doesn't have some money to pay the but, rent. But you know, if you, if anything, if you're looking at Arwen Evenstar and Armageddon, and she's looking to the sky and she's crying, uh, Liv Tyler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't call that soulless. If anything, you can call it whatever you want, but not soulless. Thank you for it the is clarification. So soulful. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, but I'm so disconnected from the characters. It'd be like watching Elon Musk cry. It'd be like, 
Uh, do I really care? Uh, no, not really. Also, do I want to care. I know that's part of our. It's it's in our <laughs> discussion here. Or it's, we keep bringing on the or bringing up Elon Musk. This actually represents twice this week that I've seen a movie where Elon Musk is invoked. This movie. This movie was oh, made was five minutes one. before. Yeah. This movie was made five minutes before Elon purchased Twitter <laughs> and Captain Phillips. The other one. Was, no, the other one actually wasn't a movie. Sorry, it was Kim started watching Discovery. Against oh, my right. recommendation. Okay. And there's a yeah, there's very a- early on scene where somebody, you know how they do this in Star Trek? They'll say, oh, well, what about Einstein, Newton? And then they'll name like two weird aliens that uh-huh. haven't been born yeah. yet. They did like that where they were like Einstein, Elon Musk, and, and it, Zontar. And it was Jason Isaacs who delivered the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, there are a few conspiracy theories that I hold to wholeheartedly. And one of, one of those is Elon Musk paid uh, uh, Paramount to put that in there. <laughs> like that I, be, I believe that you cannot dissuade me from that I, belief. I just don't Musk think I'm here for I'm here for your conspiracy. Put his name in we, their show. We yeah. couldn't we couldn't get enough of Elon Musk before he got in our face every day and it's kind of like what happened with Bart Simpson back in the day. It's like after he's in your face so ma- so long it doesn't matter whether you like him or not. You're just like get out of my it's face. It's just too I'm much. I'm sick yeah. of hearing yeah. about you. I'm yeah. here I just hate your name. I, I, agree, I agree with that point. By the way, can true. I give you my number one conspiracy theory that I will take to the grave? Oh my gosh, yeah. It, sure. I, pro- I promise you. Like that. How can we say yeah, no? Yeah, we can't say um, that. The lottery, the lotto, is the government setting a trap for time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> That's like amazing. That's really yeah, that good. Like, I want to somehow go back in time and incorporate that into my, bonus my intro. Episode. Yeah, my great. Bonus, oh, uh, yeah. That's really I, good. I always believe that. I love that idea because, uh, <laughs> because I mean, that's perfect though. That's, that's actually exactly perfect. what a time traveler. The first thing they would think of to do is like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I need some money. I need to be able to fund my work. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go pick a lottery number. And- I know I would. Hell yeah! But how are they going to do yeah. it? Like, how is the how is the government going to figure that out? That it's this time traveler that's winning. Yeah, how is it? Oh, they they don't care. If you win the lotto, they just uh, put you in prison. Like they just oh, okay. like okay. Is that how it happens? You yeah. must be a time traveler. Okay, that's okay. just the way it works. Right. Perfect. I like this a lot. This is a fantastic bit of. Uh, I used to have to look and say, "Wow, this guy never bought a lottery ticket until this one. He bought one lottery right. ticket with this number and won, yeah, a billion dollars. Yeah. He must yeah. be a time traveler. I would go He'd back go and jail. just buy like 1997 Apple stock because that would do enough to make you loaded by the time the real timeline came around. I'd you. go back or go in the future and I'd buy that sports manual that. Marty McFly walked around. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. See? That's a good guy on draft kids. I go back in time and (laughs) I go back in time and kill baby Hitler. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't you though? That's always the big question. Why is it always always baby Hitler, by the way? It always is. You can go and get him when he's 20 and you'll feel better about yourself. Right. Exactly. That's a good point. They never say it that way. It's like, hey, would you kill baby Hitler if you saw him? Oh, you wouldn't? You're a Nazi. Oh, you would? You're a terrible baby killer. It's like, no. How about when he's just like 18 and stupid? Yeah. I would I, mean, I would do some more research and find out exactly when he takes he, his turn. Five yeah. minutes before he does his first bad thing. How about yeah. that? Can right, I just right. kill him then? Yeah, can you kill him well, while he's if, in prison writing Mein Kampf or whatever? Kill him then. Exactly, yes. Maybe he only gets halfway done. He's Mein Kampf, and that's that's all he gets done because you shot him in the head right before he got Kampf out. Do that. I really I really would be worried, though, about like what what things – that are that we need Avoided. that we rely on like exactly yeah, what yeah. uh 
what good things came from the bad thing that we right. learned from Hitler. There's a reason why Hitler came to power. The people also were a part of that. No, they're a hundred percent part of it. Well, this right. this brings us right to Moonfall because uh, <laughs> good my second, take us back home. Randy, Randy thing, is working it today. <laughs> my second thing that you have to do to enjoy this movie with me is you have to completely drop all sense of care about the yep. laws of thermodynamics, the laws of physics, the Everything. freaking law of the jungle. You have to drop all of it, all laws that you have ever heard of. Just forget they exist because this movie, it, it doesn't care. It like oh, That's what the movie tells you halfway through, too. It tells you it's like uh, everything we knew, everything we know, out the window. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, no. uh, yeah. That's and that's, I, I, that was actually, I thought that was actually a really good little scripted moment. I did like too. to to put that in the script and have the screenwriter say to you, uh, "You got to turn your brain off now," because <laughs> yeah. I did. I went with it, and it was fine. Yeah. How do you guys yeah. think you negotiate fun. something like? So, if you look at the poster, Donald Sutherland gets like second billing or first, maybe he's way up there, <laughs> and then he's yeah. literally in the film. I looked it up. Two minutes. Uh, I wanted to yeah. see him shoot himself. <laughs> I wanted that closure. Well, why? Sutherland how do you do? I mean, I understand. I understand getting a prestige person. And even if it's a cameo that helps your movie, I just think that's a weird one. You know, was he just sitting around going, I'm bored. I don't know what to be doing today. He did it. He did this exact same thing (laughs) in JFK. He was the, the secret (laughs) conspiracy person in JFK. So they just said, Hey, uh, you mind doing that again? Could you do that for us? Like everybody in JFK felt like a really cool cameo, you know? Yeah. Like if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Costner and like two other people, (laughs) it was like that whole movie was nothing but cool cameos. And you know, one of the most memorable things I ever saw, um, John Candy do freaking love that in there. Oh God, I forget that he was in that. Yeah, yeah. played that Southern governor or whatever he was. That was amazing. Anyway, so <clears throat> it's just a weird thing. I, I I remember seeing it. I saw the poster before. I went, Oh, Sutherland's in this. I like him. He's cool. He's uh, you know uh, the white guy, the white haired guy from uh, all your your Hunger Games and whatnot these days. Maybe right. he'll be in this and be prominent again or whatever. Nope. Two minutes, he's out. <laughs> right, he's in the preview. He's in the trailer, and that's pretty much you see his entire contribution to this film. In the I trailer. do, and I also feel there's a piece of trivia I feel like supports your intro a bit, which says this: the idea of film, sorry, for this film emerged during Independence Day resurgence, and the script was written across four years since then. I mean, basically, oh, wow. he just was like, "Oh, you know what? Oh, and they also leave this hanging like there's a sequel where Samuel Tarley yeah. is the freaking oh. moon." Right. That was fun. Yes. I like that part. They they it. want a Steve Bowman, no, Dave Bowman from uh, 2001, you know, living in the uh the uh, yeah. the obelisk or whatever it yeah. is. Uh kind of coming back and being for 2010 the the voice the the, the you know, the thing that brings them back to the Do we want a moon the, an all omnipotent moon that has IBS? I don't know if we want that. <laughs> you know what i mean well, crap it's, when you put it that way yeah. no, i don't think we do it just seems like you put the wrong guy in there like this how, that, how that, could that, you that was the patrick yeah. wilson patrick wilson should have been in the moon in my opinion i don't think you put so sam yeah. in there. i so i like the i like the sort of bookends for the casey hausman character mm. where when you first meet him he's literally pushing a mop and in the end, he not only saves the world, but becomes one with the moon. <laughs> like, I feel like that is way, way better than just your hero's journey where Patrick Wilson is an astronaut, falls from grace, has to pick himself up and become one with the moon. I just, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, for me, it's the, it's the weird guy 
who was right all along. That's the better story, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's yeah. And they kind of followed him pretty much that way anyway. I mean, he kind of pivoted pretty quickly. So somebody said to you, let me let's just get a let's just get a take here. Somebody sat us down and said, all right, guys, uh, you have to watch one of these two movies tonight. And uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You have to watch one. Uh, this one's called Armageddon, and this one is called Moonfall. You're picking Armageddon. I, I, yeah, would, I, watch, I, I would watch. I would watch Armageddon seven you nights in not. a row. I would not. I would, not. I would because I've only seen Moonfall once. I've seen Armageddon <laughs> five million times. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm wrong. I would watch uh, Armageddon three nights in a row. I'd watch Moonfall one night, and then I'd watch Armageddon three more nights in a row. Okay, that's well, what the I, person I would... then the person proposing this would say, "Well, we're deadlocked. I guess we're watching uh, Retrograde again. Enjoy, <laughs> sweet." <laughs> yeah, they would screw us over because we can't agree. But I, 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 I understand. I kind of get where where Dunaway is coming from. At least this is new. It literally is new. It's like less than nine months old or something. Yeah. Um, although they started I, filming before the pandemic and. Got delayed. Scott, I think the better question, the really more interesting question to me is where does this fall in this list of schlock by Roland Emmerich? Like how do you how do you rank Moonfall against Independence Day and Godzilla and the day after tomorrow? That's a like, good call. You, that's a good question. I still yeah, say I still say question. Day After Tomorrow is my favorite of his apocalyptic mm-hmm. movies by far. Yeah. Why? I, I still gotta go we, ID four. We sat, I, I like we, the other one. Mm, yeah. We sacked Day After Tomorrow. I vaguely remember some of the things we said. Why right now, why is Day After Tomorrow? I just think it's a better movie. movie and I care about the people in it. And I think it's I also like apocalyptic stuff. This the moon thing did not feel that way at all. It was just disaster after disaster, whereas hmm. Day After Tomorrow maybe was I like, like a little, little more yeah, sci fi in mind. Maybe that's the difference. Mm. Yeah, you've got to have maybe that's the thing, right? I mean believability and all these things feels like such a um, such a scale, like a sliding scale. You 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 have to believe that there's this giant meteor heading towards Earth. You have to believe that there's uh, uh, aliens on spaceships that are you know wanting to destroy us. So those feel in the in the scale of parking your brain at the door a little bit more easier to swallow than all right. The moon is getting you know, just a few thousand miles away from earth. <laughs> so let me give it's me, being let me, piloted by a bunch of bees yeah. towards earth. And, uh, uh, let me, let me give you my third, my third reason. I only have three sure. things that I really wrote down. I'm like, this is the, my argument for this movie. This Please third do. thing. This is, uh, I think this is really important. The backstory that is revealed, the big mystery that is uncovered and told about humans having a great history across the cosmos and how they made many moons like this and seeded planets and so forth. That is a really good story that I really like that. And that like almost saves the whole movie for me. The, the, this idea that there's an explanation for how this moon is the moon and how the uh, swarm of bees is the swarm bees and so forth. It, it may it makes it, it works and i could actually i, I would watch a prequel Con- concept I wise i i will i wrote this down too this is a movie with an insanely cool concept i think it's rad i think yeah. just the execution's kind of shitty is all yeah you know? it, it saved it for me to too. make it more believable than and not just just a different take like like this concept of there's a superstructure and that all of that is cool high concept sci-fi that in the right hands is an interesting book or adaptation but i just this this is applied with this uh, Roland Emmerich template of 
This guy's down on his luck and out of money now, and his son hates him, and he's in jail. We're going to get him out of jail, and we're going to have a B story where all the people on the ground are just running everywhere, and then up here in space, we're doing our other A story. And It's just so his way of doing things that oh, it, it bums me out. But if I'm going to, okay, if I'm going to tell you my, here are my top three Roland Emmerich films. I haven't seen Midway, which I hear is all right. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see Midway. And uh, I forget that that's his because it's it's based on such a real thing. I mean, it is based on a real thing. So. Yeah, it's history. So it's weird yeah. for him, right? Uh, yeah. For me, though, here's here's my list. Day After Tomorrow, The Patriot When No One's Talking, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first 25 minutes of Stargate, the, those are my top three. But yeah. but here are those oh, so he, but do you see how I have those 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 uh caveats? It's hard yeah. not to have caveats with that guy, with the exception of I think the day after tomorrow, despite its ludicrous premise, is just the most it feels the most he, grounded he and thoughtful of all these. He didn't he didn't write the Patriot, and that's why it stands out so much. It was written by the same person who wrote Saving Private Ryan and oh, Fly Away wow. Home. It's a pretty perfectly good writer, and Roland Emmerich just you know, uh, pointed the camera at things and that's the way to go with Roland Emmerich. I think. Yeah. Universal. Soldier. I find them, I find, <clears throat> but I find those movies to be really interesting. I find ID four to be really interesting. I find this moonfall to be very interesting. I, I like it. I think it's, is who else could have gotten some of these weird movies made? What, how do you know where the edges are? Unless you go explore them. This, it does, he does get to do that. Down. You're not wrong about that. Like who, who makes universal soldier in 92? Right. Uh, who, who else to do that but him? Mm-hmm. Like in a way, Stargate. Who takes that project? Like a lot of these do feel that way. Um, but by the time he was doing Godzilla, Patriot Day After Tomorrow, that kind of run there in the early two thousands, it feels like he had just sort of finally established what he did and who he was going to be. Right. But I'll tell you what the worst one on here is, and it's not Moonfall. <laughs> it's ten thousand BC. That thing is a piece I of shit. Never seen oh, that. I'm really? afraid of that. Complete I've heard it's such piece shit. of shit. I hate I saw it. that in theaters, and I. I Thought, I like thought it. I remember liking it. Oh, uh, I would love. You know what? It doesn't have a lot of talking, so maybe we don't do it for the show. It really is it, a heart. Yeah, it's like <laughs> here's a clip of uh, it's kind uh, of the cave uh, bear, basically. <laughs> like it's you know, it's got some cool actors in it. Like I, I really like Cliff Curtis. I really like um, oh the guy from The Expanse who plays the main guy. I can't think of his name. Anyway, he's the main dude. What's his name? Can't find it. Anyway, uh, main dude. It's a bad movie, though, uh, and I would put it below Moonfall. However, you know this guy makes movies that Filmsack wants to cover. So, oh, for sure, for sure, sure for sure. I just want to, I just want to point out, Universal Soldier, also not written by Roland Emmerich. That was written by Dean Devlin, who uh, like uh, was the Stargate writer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who wrote, who wrote the last half of Stargate, but that was bad. First half, <laughs> that was. This is true. It gets kind of rough there. The. Yeah, thank God we had SG one to save all that stuff. It's yeah, like no the, doubt. Uh, I, the the from dusk till dawn split, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, glad we watched this. It it came out a year ago. Sure. Yeah. It did okay in theaters, but it was one of those movies where everybody saw it first weekend, and then it it immediately started bombing because they told everyone else you don't need yeah. to go watch don't, this. Don't bother. And then and then it sort of like sat around for six months and it jumped onto HBO max and then everyone watched this movie and told each other it's crap. 
Yeah, it's been there since. This crap. It's funny. The IMDb rating for both 10,000 BC and Moonfall, exactly the same. 5.1 on IMDb. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> doesn't surprise and, me. I mean, conceptually, it's a better, I think Moonfall is a better movie. Isn't well, it? it's just better. It's better than 10,000 BC. But is it, am I, Was I tainted by just seeing it at theater with a big screen and enjoying it? I mean, they're big, oh, loud you moments. Might, you might get sucker punched. It. You might yeah. get a sucker punch like I did that time. And I went to the IMAX by myself and watched Sucker Punch, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. And everybody's like, how can you like that movie? I'm literally, like, literally getting sucker punched. I love that. Yep. That, was a, yeah, that a, works a really well. For a thing. We should yeah. use that every time we get tricked into seeing a bad movie. We call it getting sucker punched. <laughs> oh, I totally got sucker punched. Yeah, the, yeah. The IMDb user ratings always fascinate me because um, they're kind of they're broken out by age and, and uh, sex, right? Yeah. So you have... Mm. Um, the highest rating for adults coming from women over the age of 45, which I just mm-hmm. find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like the women like this movie generally more than men, except under the age of 18 girls under the age of 18, give it the lowest rating on the demographic breakout. Whereas boys under the age of 18, like it so much more than girls. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just fascinating. Like that's interesting. It's, I never, I never clicked on that link to see how, the user ratings are broken up, but that's, yeah. and that's God, again, you compare the, sorry to keep bringing up 10,000 BC, but you look at the two, uh, graphs side by side and they're <laughs> almost identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a really, you know, big percentage of people who just give it a six. Yeah. 20% of people versus 19.4% of people for Moonfall. They really tapped into that same demographic here. It, yeah, the makes, males versus females is almost identical. It's crazy. Weird. It makes sense that girls under the age of 18 would hate what boys under the age of 18 really kind of like more. Yeah, But yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that when you get up to 45 and up, suddenly women are with those under 18 males. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that? weird, right? It's a little weird. Yeah, I, mean, that I, is weird. I feel like the, those interests definitely align as you get to be older. Um, but when you're younger, if you put a movie full of fart jokes and a movie full of cute boys next to each other, the boys are going to pick the fart jokes and the girls are going to yeah. pick why, why the cute boys. Why not both? Yeah, why not cute both? Boys, cute boys farting. Why not? Yeah, right. we, give, we, we need to make a movie of cute boys farting and we, 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 we finally the demographic. into it. Yeah, we right. cover the market. That's probably a YouTube channel as far as I know. Yeah. Cute you boys farting. farting. Cute yep. boys farting. Yeah, don't forget to smash that like button on my farting cute boy channel. Don't forget to pull my like button. <laughs> By the way, if you... If you like this kind of thing, um, you should go to Glass Onion and click on the IMDb rating and check the, <laughs> the demographics. It's, again, not huge, huge differences. But there's just, just these little weird things. Like, why do why do boys under the age of 18 who watch Glass Onion like it so much more than girls under the age of 18? Yeah, I don't I know. know. It's an interesting... Huh. It's an interesting thing I don't think of that often is those differences in dynamic and how much they have to consider those when they're making a movie as to its once profitability. Again, this, I think once again, this also speaks to certain things. I mean, we definitely all go see a movie because of a certain actor. You know, maybe that actor sure. appeals to us in a certain way, has a certain chemistry with us. I mean, maybe maybe the Charlie Plummer character who was supposed to, and the, uh, the Kelly Yu characters were supposed to bring in, uh, you know, those, those young ladies, and they're like, uh, uh, no, thank you. This doesn't work for us. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know maybe. either. Because I mean, but I that's would the see... reason why I say that each generation 
going back to my Romeo and Juliet thing, it's like each generation needs to see characters that speak and appeal to them. Just like every every generation has musicians who speak uh, to to their generation. It's, yeah, I think that's that's, that's the there's time. something to that for sure. You you tell me that uh, Sam Rockwell is going to be in something, and that's yeah. kind of all I need. I don't yeah. need to know plot. I, I don't need to know. Where do I sign up? I keep yeah, mixing him exactly. up thinking he was in this because I keep thinking of Moon. And so oh, when right. I was watching Moonfall, I was like, oh, yeah, Patrick. Oh, it's Patrick Wilson, not freaking. This is yeah. when he falls to and, the moon. And yeah. Moon is streaming on HBO Max. And so when I typed in yeah, Moon, that light came up and listened. I'm yeah. like, oh, I could watch Moon instead of this right now. <laughs> moon is so good. <laughs> I so I, I did. There was about a 15 minute period while I was watching the movie and taking notes. I'm going to share in the chat what that looked like. Here's a screenshot of it. I wrote, this is bad. This very is- bad. <laughs> I don't even have stuff to add here. And then finally, that's how bad it is. So hilarious. That was the mood. That was the about? mood I was in. It got better toward the end, and I didn't, you know. But there was some so stuff you didn't early on. At least on. enjoy a Michael Pena. Didn't even no, that at all. because normally I do. I like my Pena? Michael Pena. Pena Pena. How do you say? He has a tilde. Got to say the little thing in his end. Yeah, yeah. It's Pena. I'm not. I'm not re- I turn those off. I don't have those in my computer. <laughs> you, right. you got a pain. You got font. A, yeah, I like that. Doesn't have that. He's a uh, he's great always in things, he but I, he's a waste Michael in Pena, this. Like I I don't remember Michael Pena ever having a bad performance. Like it just yeah. I do not, last he's night. Not called on what's that? <laughs> I said I do. It was last night in Moonfall. I, I thought uh, that was terrible. You didn't not feel good. you didn't feel for him when he when he like uh, he, he he just laid there dead, no no oxygen, just died. Said his, left right he gave left his right. Mask to to his daughter so she could make it left right you, left right you're I, dead you're I dead hearing, i kept hearing the uh uh left Friends. foot right foot left. <laughs> also i feel like they didn't really understand who what kids are like because when she got there and they're like where's where's michael pena or whatever oh, no. she goes Dude behind me where is he now right. i don't know is he dead no, maybe left, no, no, right, no. left yeah it was dumb <laughs> That was dumb, but I, I'm not like again. Like he's great in almost everything. I think all there's nothing wrong with these actors. Like I think I even wrote. Yeah, uh, did I put it here? It's just bad, did. but the actors aren't bad. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also hope there's a trope I didn't like. Here, let me play a trope alert because we haven't done that in a bit here. Hold on. Why? Why? Why is that not up? Oh shit! Here it is. Okay. Here's what I love about this movie. We finally have a movie where Scott looks and says, "Everybody in this movie is alive still." Because yeah, that's right. Yeah. About six months ago. Year, yeah, nobody's yeah. died. You're after that'd be real tragic if somebody had, but nobody has. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, here's my trope. I don't like when kids are the conduit for the massive computer thing. I don't even know what you'd call this, but it's like, hey, I need to talk to the master computer yeah, so can, here's the form so of your understand. child here's your kid and yeah so you can so you can relate right that's the idea right but you don't need to relate you just need someone to tell so you the, far ahead of us you just need to tell you the stuff you don't need a kid there to do it right i don't think so what would you prefer trope, to be there anything that trope is called a Even. form you are comfortable with there, there you go. go and oh, it yeah. is it is a like it's in everything that has uh like future tech and lots of times they even tell you the actor even tells you I'm in a form that you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah right. And yeah. and uh, it's also in a lot of things where you're like talking to God or Satan. Yeah, like you do. Um, yeah. yeah. If if Morgan if if God is not Morgan Freeman, then I would totally freak out. I don't know like, how I'd handle it. Like a form you're comfortable with is uh, the point of the movie Bedazzled, right? Like Brendan yeah. Fraser 
prefers oh, very Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley, yes. <laughs> right? Like over, like the, there is actually you actually find out like, oh, that's actually a demon with red horns, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's right. a, there's a bunch those, of these. One of those Mars movies did that, right? Where like uh, was it Mission to Mars or Red Ghost, Planet or something? Where Ghost to Mars? One yeah, of those Mars they, <laughs> the aliens appear to the character as his child or his wife or something like that they i yeah. pulled this from your memory right but like in the matrix they just did an old guy you know it's like Which oh, i hated the architect oh i, hated see, that guy I like so the much. architect see, I, that's weird because tonally i prefer it over like here's a form you know i'd rather have right. or, or you know or get creative with it i go, wish it, i wish it had been agent smith that would have been better for me really Ah, right on me. yeah elrond i'm i'm familiar yeah. i'm comfortable with elrond well no wait if he's in the form of the elf king then yes do that yeah that'd, yeah, yeah Randy's really pulling for us to switch our star trek connection to a lord of the rings connection <laughs> yeah we're getting to the point where we could you could probably start really good that. yeah yeah uh we apparently saw this trope in life force i don't remember life force it's the one with Captain or uh, Patrick Stewart yeah in that's it. Patrick Stewart yeah uh, that's the uh, right takes place where, is that where he's David no. David Warner in that one too. Uh, is he? Like, I don't know. It's like so we have. Uh, I just like what what's written here. Human explorers. They presume they're dealing with human aliens, but it turns out they're, they're bat-like creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Life force. For, oh, that's you're thinking of um. Uh, that's the movie. No, no, no. I'm saying the actor Brian was thinking of was uh. Oh. I th- not David Warner. Not David oh Warner. no, it's the other guy. That's uh. It's Peter Firth, not right? Popeye? Is that the guy? Played Kane. Uh, hold on. No. No, that's not him. Uh, God, oh, wasn't shit. David Warner what, wasn't in Life Force? No. <laughs> I think your question boils down oh. to, wasn't David Warner in Life Force? But- <laughs> yeah, that was the question. No, that's not him, but I don't know who that is. I know who he's got a very similar look, that guy. Yeah. Dude, Life Force was shit. It was, it was terrible. It's well, weird. It, was, it's, it, was- it does not deserve being thought of ever again. No. <laughs> But okay, it does well, have there, it there does have ten trope. it has ten points higher than than Moonfall, so that's cool. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> I think that's something. It is something. What it is exactly, we don't know, but it's something. Yeah. I think because people had to actually go out to find Life Force to rate it, whereas Moonfall could just fell in your lap and you just went and said, "I hate this stupid crap." I, I maybe maybe it's because we are in 2023 22 and 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 this i feel like we should be better at these maybe that's it and by better i don't even know how to define that like i want a deeper yeah, story we, i want a more because we want we we don't ever want these kinds of movies to stop big budget disaster implausible decent cast kind of things yeah. where it's like all right we know you know we know that it's this all going to get wrapped up and, the, and the main character is yeah. going to have to sacrifice himself or somebody is to, to save the, everybody else. The, the, right. I, the technology, the, the concept is really the star of this one. The, uh, the idea of mega structures. I mean, that's really the star here. Everything else is just never even heard of that before. Is that an actual theory thing? No, no, yeah. That's the, either. that's the thing. Yes. So that's that. Yeah. So okay. that's the whole, that's the whole thing to wrap it around, which is what Crichton used to always do. Crichton would always take some kind of, out of left field technology it's almost conspiracy or, theory kind of thing. Yeah. And just yeah. explore the crap out of it. Throw some, uh, you know, some cookie cutter characters into the mix and just huh. whatever you get. Well, they definitely out. did that. The cookie cutter yeah. the hell out of these characters. 
Yeah. Not only not only is like a Dyson sphere a thing that people have like talked about and written about. There was a Dyson sphere in Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. Whoa! What? Yeah. Was there? It's, who was saying yeah? Oh, the thing that's done away is just away from his mic. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it? Um, there was a guy back there going, "Yeah, preach it." To, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea. There's a, four, a fifth guy somewhere in a room going, "Yeah, yeah I agree." It's it <laughs> our. We've it's had really a fifth co-host this entire time. That's Scott. amazing. I, I would love that. Name. His name is Daryl, and uh, you think he's <laughs> right. like, almost a spoiler. Uh, where's the Dyson Sphere in Infinity War? I'm trying to. There's this planet called like uh, Nida Valir. Oh, Ned Valir, right? Where they and make uh the new yeah they make the they make yeah. magical weapons on this planet and it's a uh, dyson sphere around a neutron star the giant dinklage lives yeah in, huge in dinklage there. yeah yeah massive dinklage i don't know if you remember but man what a dinklage a massive dinklage yeah has there ever been <laughs> a bigger large. dinklage it's a dink large if yeah. you will <laughs> peter Dinklage. sometimes i wish we i wish we did uh pulled from the show titles for the episode <laughs> Peter Dinklage is. is amazing. I that's the funniest thing I've heard in weeks. I needed that. That's great. Uh, all right, I did give the movie a compliment. I said, in my in computer terms, I said this has a cool idea behind it all. Just a poor exe. I think I meant execution. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But I really yeah. feel that way. Like give it, give it more time. Let somebody like Villeneuve or some awesome sci-fi director have this material, and you might have yeah, something. Right- yeah, Emmerich once again proved that he doesn't have anything but a very basic understanding of computers and operating systems and viruses and AI or anything else. Because it's like, oh, yeah, we're fighting against the AI, but the moon is an operating system. Uh-huh. Right. It's yeah. Like, so, like, so like okay. Scott, you, you'd, you'd like it if they had just given the concept to Alex Garland and had him script yes. the screenwrite? Yeah, except he'd, he'd sure. have really freaked me out, I'll bet. Would have really right, but he would have stripped away a lot of the nonsense, yeah, right, and yeah. like told a more personal story. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, just about anybody who I'm trying to think of other names, you know, Villeneuve, Garland, maybe Noah Hawley or somebody, just somebody with the chops for for something a little bit more deep. I don't know. And by yeah. deep, I just mean more than just like hand everything was hand waved how long does it take you to get into space ah we don't know we're just gonna hand wave that yeah uh what is it like to have samuel tarley up there uh with all his conditions Ah, it doesn't matter just hand wave it they just hand waved everything and that yeah you didn't feel invested absolutely scott yeah it's okay that's a valid that's a valid feeling i wish i could have felt more invested (laughs) and not just hand wavy but hey this is this thing right here we're going to show you really outlandish you won't have time to think about it because the next thing in in 30 seconds we're going to show you is even more outlandish you're going to forget about what you just saw because you're going to be trying to figure out the most recent thing and i guess in some ways i think if you saw moonfall first and had never seen armageddon and then watch marmageddon after moonfall i think you had the same problem with armageddon i want to see marmageddon yeah, Marmageddon. No, you're you're absolutely Mar- right. Mar- it is Marmageddon. It is kind of a chicken and egg thing for me. Yeah. Like I, I think yeah. of I the, I no, I can't agree with that because okay. Armageddon is just such a better movie. It's, it's it, on every level. I no, mm. it doesn't matter the order you see them in when mm. there's there's so much quality difference. I mean, there's a to me there is absolutely a quality difference. But I take Brian's point in that all of the tropes they explore, if they if these were fresh and new. And not, you know, from a movie 20 years ago. I don't know. Well, whatever. There's there's also a million other movies that are like all of these. Like, yeah. Including Nolan Emmerich. Nolan? Roland Emmerich. Yeah. I I keep. 
Edmondson and Newton. I know. I don't know why I keep doing that. I uh, did that with Saturday at the beginning of the show. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard call because obviously we can't do anything about it or sure. go back in We've time. We've already but. seen both things. We can't We can't say, oh, it would have been better if we would have seen it in this mail. order. I still, you're never going to convince me that uh, that they do anything better here in Moonfall. They just do it newer. And and just because you've got the technology to show something better doesn't mean you're 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 giving me the background yeah. to enjoy it more. Yeah. Once again, I don't think this movie is better in any way. Oh I no, no, and I don't think you're saying that. I think that. it's parallel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're in a very non sort of like if I hadn't seen either until today, I would say these are they're almost ripping each other off. You know, but, no, yeah, but you know, Randy obviously has a love greater for Armageddon. And the quality difference for him is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. buy a lot, and I, you know, there's also there's also other stuff in that. There's my age when it came out, and yeah. the fact that I was, uh, you know, like I was really, really impressed with the brand spanking new multiplex theater in mm-hmm. Corpus Christi, where I went and saw Armageddon like twenty times that summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, th- there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, but also it's just better movie. Well, well, and also, okay. If I'm gonna, add, if someone says, I, I, I guess we got to, if if we wanted to say a better movie, what what qualification points are you calling it a better movie? Like you think it's it's better acted, better everything, better filmed, better better special effects, all the way, awards, way that, all the awards that we give out at the Oscars, it, it would win if if these were the only two movies at the Oscars, it would win every single award. Armageddon would over this movie is what you're saying. I think so. I okay. like, I'm trying to think what would be the moonfall surprise when it, what category. And I just don't like the, uh, it's obviously not got a good original screenplay. The music was good. It, I think it in this fine. movie, but it wasn't it's better fine. than Arm. Oh my gosh. Armageddon's score is legendary. Is, yeah, so Armageddon's score yeah, is just um, be a visual effects for me is the only thing that this thing wins over over right. armageddon yeah yeah and that's ju- and that's Ar- just due to time you know you make armageddon now and i think i think uh that that uh, takes it right it was you actually get, get- it was actually nominated for four oscars um it didn't have a chance <laughs> in, <laughs> in any of those categories but it, like moonfall there's no way moonfall gets any oscar no hell no no no, no. Uh, but okay the other thing i would say is i think michael bay just is a more energetic director I'll, I'll put that out there. And maybe that's just a lot more shaky cam and I'm mistaking it for actual good filmmaking. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you know, the reason I, the, the rock I hold in high regard, I always yeah. will. I love that movie. Sure. But is it what makes it better than a lot of action movies that do similar things? I don't, I really don't know. Like, it's hard for me to put my finger on it. What what do you compare it to? The Rock versus uh, Expendables? Is that Expendables, a good comparison? No, Ooh. more like Die Hard, more like... No, no, I need something much newer, right? So to make this work, uh, make Armageddon for the comparison, versus Moonfall sure. work. Um, no, that's the fair. Rock versus something recent. No, that's a fair. That's a fair thing. Let's think. Um, uh, how about any of the recent um, Olympus has fallen, Fast and Furious, or, or those? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yes, like Fast Seven. Let's okay. Just, right. like, I'd take the. I would take the Rock over Fast anything. I'd like it better than all those movies. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And I don't know why. We give a lot of shit to to Bay for sure for a lot of things, but The Rock ain't one of them. I love that movie. Yeah, I can watch that right now. You know what? I'm watching The Rock. 
Take that. Michael Bay Michael Bay <laughs> did very well for a few years doing a very specific thing that was very successful at the box office. Yeah. And so then everybody started copying that. And Michael Bay didn't have another trick up his sleeve. Well, his trick was <laughs> making poor Transformers movies that made so much money that he kept making them. That was it, his trick. It, is it that you just get locked into a franchise and you're like, no, I know I can make, I can do something with this. Let me try again. Let me try one more time. With Maybe. Another, yeah. <laughs> another movie in the franchise. I mean, I, I don't know why, you know, the, the, the Transformers movies are objectively kind of terrible, fun to watch in some ways, but kind of bad. Um, with the exception of Bumblebee. Yeah. And Bumblebee, which was out of Bay's hands. Yeah. Uh, and the new one is out of his hands also. It's the same director of Bumblebee. So I'm actually really looking forward to the new one because I'd love that last one. That was great. They might finally get that right, but um, yeah, that has such a good heart. Loved it. Yeah, it was great, right? Uh, man, I wish they all had that. But this new one, who knows? We got we got the the animals in there. What, what are they called? Beast, the Beast Wars ones. The what are they oh, called? Right. Uh, not they're not Autobots, but they're called Dino. Beast Formers. Be- <laughs> beast Formers. That's not it. <laughs> I love that. But that's not it. It's uh, Auto. Uh. Man, mega manimals, manimals, <laughs> man, man. Nothing I can say. Mega manimals. Nothing I can say is better than Scott guessing. So I like to be quiet when this happens. I cannot yeah, think 100%. of the damn thing. It's it's the manim maximals. Is it maximals? It is maximals. You did it. You did I it. Got there. The maximals. You got there. You did it. Yeah, it looks awesome. Very excited about that. In case ride, people though. are wondering, yeah. but but not the same director. I'm I'm saying. Oh, I thought it was the same that, uh, dude so, as uh, same director as Bumblebee. No, so Travis Knight is yeah. the guy. Yeah. Um, it was only his second directing film. Uh, he previously directed Kubo and the Two Strings. Great movie. Um, his so his upcoming movies his upcoming movies are Wildwood and the Six Billion Dollar Man, which I mean Six Billion Dollar I... Man. Is that right for inflation, though? It doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's it pretty off. good. Six billion dollars. You could get a lot of man for six billion dollars. Yeah. You get a lot right. of uh, mega manimals for six million dollars. <laughs> so Rise of the Beasts. Oh, I'm so annoyed by this. Hold on here. Yeah, sorry. Who's, who's doing that? I, th- I could have sworn I was told that Fred Capel Jr. Who the hell is that? <laughs> that's not a real. That's, that's not, not a real man. Name, that's a fake name. That's not a real person. But look. Oh, we got Peter. Uh, uh, What'd we call it? What'd you Peter call it? Peter. Peter Dinklage's new name? Large Lidge? What was it? Oh, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage is in it. <laughs> Baron Perlman plays uh, Optimus Primal. Michelle Yeoh is Maximal Alizar. Oh, man. You guys, Pete wow. Davidson. Oh, that sucks. That's too bad. <laughs> Come on, he's now. Fine. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, John also, DiMaggio, I'm Peter say, Cullen. I'm also yeah. sorry to inform you that the writer of Bumblebee, Christina Hudson, is uh, completely owned by DC at this point. And uh, she wrote Birds of Prey and uh, her. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Films in the can are Batgirl and The Flash. So, well, Hasbro, they're the Warner Brothers adjacent somehow, aren't they? I thought this was a Warner. Sure, Brothers I'm just thing. saying Christina Hudson is not. 
it's not slated to be writing any oh, I see Transformer stuff. Yeah, this is Joe Joby Harold, directed by Stephen Capel Jr. Come on now. Uh, you know what? These guys Joe are probably yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> For all I know, they'll nail it. I don't know why I'm complaining. I don't know. Sure. Sure. It's just not you know. Stephen Capel uh directed the uh, Creed 2. Uh, which which by all accounts was un- underrated, highly. Jim underrated. And I keep saying we need to we need to watch all the Creed movies if before Creed, this new Creed three them. comes out. I yeah. guess both what, of these. Maybe we sack. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's sack some Creed movies, guys. Let's go. I like Creed oh. one. I, I haven't seen the second one either, but I heard it was good. The second one. So yeah. okay, that gives me hope. You all just right. gave me I hope. Got, I got, got a track on them. Or, or, well, right. I'm gonna, so let's see if we want to sack them. Okay. There, are they are they streaming? Gonna have uh, a sack tag. Gotta be one maybe. of them. Kind of. Oh, never mind. <laughs> forget we'll, it. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll figure it out. Mind. Yeah, it might come to us. Yeah, yeah, forget the whole thing. I don't want to do it now. Just kidding. We do. <laughs> uh, I got some uh, some clips if you'd like to hear those. Yes. I want oh, all the ones that say Brian. Oh, good. Brian, the ones that say Brian? I don't know how many. And I want the ones that also say Bry. So we got Bry and Brian. I did. This isn't as bad as our last movie. I hardly had any, I think. This one has more, but it's still not a ton. It's the dialogues. None of it's like, oh, man, that's a one yeah, to capture yeah. for sure. Um, but there was this thing about pastrami madness. So here's this. I'd like a pastrami madness. I want to be that lady. And get I know the old madness. lady at the drive through yeah. and, There's, you know, uh, couldn't yeah, pay attention. They just didn't give any thought. Like the whole getting the lyric wrong with Africa. That's not the lyric you get wrong. I miss the rains. It's so obvious that it's bless the rains that no one hears that and thinks he's saying miss the rain. That is well, not a I misheard about lyric, that yeah. too. Cause I was like, did I, did I just never miss here? hundred percent, hundred percent. Tina forever thought that it was, uh, there's nothing that a hundred men from Mars could ever do. Yeah. That, that is the far better, uh, right. lyric to miss here. See, in a and, space and too. It ties in with space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah what a missed Aww. dumb opportunity. That's amazing. Right. Uh, right. Lame. All right. Well, here's the Elon Musk reference. What would Elon do? Uh, buy Twitter and then f everything up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's the answer. Here's, it is. It is know. fun to hear it uh, spoken by Sam Tarley, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, it, uh, it's, every it's line weird, like right? that is is elevated by his wonderful accent. He's a. I feel like we haven't seen him do much else besides this, and then you know, Game that's of correct. And this. No, he is. He has really had a hard time getting like starring roles. In the wake of Game of Thrones, which is sad because he's so much fun. Yeah, he's yeah, fun. He I think he could do things. Maybe it's because he's just Sam Tarley totally. all the time. You he's know? like, uh, you know, we 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 didn't need a new uh, Nick. Was it Nick Frost? Who's the uh, yeah Nick yeah, Frost? Nick right? Frost. Good good call. Yeah. That's a good. We didn't comparison. need a new Nick Frost, but I'm happy to have a a second one just in case. Yeah, he's <laughs> in the wings. Happens. He's backup. That's right. Exactly. Backup Frost. Yeah, I like that. Here's Halle Berry and her moon talk. We have to go back to the moon. We have to see what's going on up there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we gotta see what's going on there. That's worse with it not seeing it. Yeah, like, yeah. She at least sells it with being beautiful, and you know, and she's fine. Like this, I you know what this yeah. whole thing about Halle Berry never doing anything since her monster uh, Oscar win, right? Um, Monsters Ball. I don't. Yeah. I like her fine. She's fine. Oh yeah, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with her at all. Yeah. What's with all we these bad some movies? Cheesy though? film where she's a a police dispatch who talks to oh, a girl who's yeah. trapped in a trunk. I think yes. I might've even recommended it. I can't remember what it's called, but you know, she has to help this girl figure out where she is talking to her. And the only thing the girl can do is, is be in the trunk and poke a little hole through the uh, tail light and figure out where she's at. Well, 
Never forget Halle Berry in this moment here on the show. I've moved Catwoman. Never forget. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> That's right. Gosh, um, that movie turned out to be bad. I still like, still like, when I think about our worst movies that we've sacked, oh, I, it's up I there. Still, that movie always oh, comes for sure. For top, sure. top three worst. Easy. Maybe first. Yeah. Maybe number one. And was never in question that it was going to be bad. Like, you know, from, from the moment, from the moment it was released, there was nobody saying, I think this is going to be really good. Yeah. Nobody had good feelings about it. Her yeah. included. Um, all right, here's where the old man shows up. You're not supposed to have that. One, three, six, alpha. That was like 30 grand worth of talking there for him or something. Yeah, right. right. Um, jelly, what? Oh, I'm jealous of being broke, someone said. Divorced, broke. My son hates me. Oh, I am so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant because you were in space and saw bees. I think that's what he meant. Yeah. Bees. By the way, uh, the bees. <laughs> By the way, Sam Tarley does have a good upcoming role, potentially. Um, what is he's it? in the main cast for the Three Body Problem series, which is coming later this year. Oh, hmm. I thought, honestly, uh, I, there was a part of me I thought was sure you were going to say Oppenheimer because everyone is in Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Oh, God, no kidding. That that um, cast, what the frick are they doing? I'm Jeez. trying to maintain my cool about there being a Three Body Problem series coming it is so exciting. I do not want to over expect much from it. I don't but, even know what that is. Um, three body. So, problem. uh, chi- the, the Chinese sci-fi writer of note for, uh, for the all, for all of time is named, uh, Chishin Liu. Uh, he wrote a, a book called the three body problem and extended it into a trilogy. Mm-hmm. It is one of the greatest science fiction books ever written. Like just, Bottom line, simple. Won wow. all the awards. Wow. Made this guy really, really famous. Um, it is a fantastic book. I highly, highly recommend. Wow, this, this is book. a bit of a catch-all for ex Game of Thrones people. Liam Cumming- Cunningham, who was the Onion Knight, mm. is in yeah, this. Yeah, Davos Seaworth. Yeah, yep. Jonathan oh, Price, wow. who played the the monk um, like Pope dude. Um, <laughs> the the re- ultra religious uh, maester dude that got blown up yeah. inside the cathedral yeah. everybody got is. blown up uh it's got it's got benedict wong who's in everything yeah and uh he I, plays I, wong I was... from the mcu which is funny no i'm just kidding yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be great though if he did. <laughs> would be great yes <laughs> we think it's already um, funny like, enough one more in... connection right yeah, like yeah. one more yeah. why not have it go outside the mcu i say <laughs> no that looks interesting i didn't i don't know a thing about this though uh, is the is the book? I assume it's translated in English, right? And that's the thing. It uh, it was sort of written in obscurity because you know China, and then a real genius English translation came along, and it just blew up. And uh, like like I say, but of the last thirty years, this is the number one most like historic piece of sci fi. I'm you've got me interested in this. This is a series please, or a please movie? read this book. Like I, I, I can't guarantee it will ever be made into something good on TV or movie screens. Please read the book, the three body problem the cast looks insane. So I'm kind of excited. All right. That's 2023. Everybody. Woo. Uh, Woo-hoo. here is another clip. This clip is one I'm pulling up now. All right, here it is. Uh, <laughs> taking a, taking a bomb into space. You're going to take a bomb into space. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Let that sink in, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. put that bomb out there. Here's the IBS joke. I've got IBS. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I was really annoyed how they treated. I really get annoyed how they treat pharmaceuticals in movies. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. 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 yeah apparently, it, you just take a pill whenever you're feeling it. Like you feel like, uh, oh, I just, need a pill. 
Yeah, we do, and you just pile them all into a, a, a Altoids tin or something. Yep. I don't. Yep. Know. Yeah, I don't think that happens. Nope. Well, if it does, you're in. You have bigger problems. Yeah. Uh, here's this. Oh, I've, they played a stock sound effect. I have heard in a million things when something is shorting out. This is the sound you pull from the library, yeah. and I've heard it in video games, a thousand movies, a yeah. bunch of TV shows. Here's the sound. I hate that. Sound. I thought I was the only one that heard that. But yeah, I, I thought the same thing too. Yeah, it's in everything that has an electrical Star Warsy too, right? Like, yeah. uh, I feel like this is Jabba's that's torture. The, that's when you hit the guideline, right? Out, outside and you record it and which is it? Yeah, it's just, I, play, I play Clash Royale, and if you play Clash Royale, you've heard that sound. That's mm. a very common sound. In that Interesting. Game. Here is uh, who made who made you? Who made you? The same people who made you. Oh, thanks, kid. Oh, who made who? Who I made guess. who? Who like made ACDC. you? I love yeah. that song. It's not their best song, but I still like it. Um, yeah. Good. This is some terrible dialogue, and I have two of these in a row. So here's the first one. Your ancestors had created a perfect and harmonious world, controlled by a central self-learning computer system which served them in all of their daily lives. Ugh. <laughs> What's with that delivery? That's terrible. This is how all of us aliens talk. <laughs> it's that this... lilting thing at the end. It's really dumb. Like, yeah. you just did it. It's like, this is what it is. Yeah. You are what in you a thing. for me? Yeah. F off. <laughs> Here's a, it gets worse. The AI suddenly became self-aware and transformed into countless swarms of nanotechnology. Okay, now did you hear it? Yeah. Technology? Did you hear that? Oh, I did. Yes, and I heard it then too. I'm gonna yeah. play. I'm gonna play it again. Of nanotechnology. Nanotechnology. Technology. Don't pay that kid. Don't pay him. I'm a kid. I <laughs> can't pay. read. Sorry, kid. You 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 flubbed the line. Yep, you know, where have I? Where have I heard that style of talking before? I can't hmm. think of. Hmm. Oh, it's the Democrats who want to want to change the. <laughs> yeah, that lilt thing at the end. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. We just triggered. And like then, four and people. then, you know, there was of course a World of Warcraft cataclysm. Yeah, cataclysm. Cataclysm. Sure. That girl was great. Hey, it spawned an amazing song with us in it, Brian or Randy. It's an amazing yeah. song. You have to admit. Yeah. Uh, here's oh, I got a prom clip from Brian Ibbett's vast archives. His mom said, Oh, this good, yeah, boy, there, there should be a lot of those in here. This was at the <laughs> dance, and there was a fight that broke out at the dance, like near the punch bowl or something. I'm just you know, I assume there was a punch bowl. <laughs> and uh, you guys got a big there's a big row or whatever, and you weren't joining in right away, so a kid walked up and said, This we need you, Brian, to join the fight, okay? And, and, and you did, you joined the fight, and okay. uh, it all worked you out, Brian, yeah, nice brain. job. Uh, save the moon, save Earth. Save the cheerleader, save the world, I guess. Here's that. Save the moon, save Earth. That's all I could think about is save the cheerleader, yeah. save the world. Remember that from Heroes? It was Heroes, right? Oh, oh yeah. yes. I love it. How could you forget it? Yeah. Yes, that has, that has taken up a spot in my brain for 20 years. Yep. That thing yep. seems so antiquated to me now, given yep. everything that's come since. But at the time, it was unbelievable that we had a genre show about superhero and heroes so and powers. Good. That just seemed... Yeah, completely new and fresh and nobody was doing anything about it. And those final seasons were bad, but that first season was like, really? Whoa, we're doing this. They're basically making X-Men, but off brand X-Men and this will never happen on TV. And now there's a trillion of these and not, not just mainline MCU or DCU. It's like a thousand other shows that you can go stream anytime you want right. that are about people like with powers. every network. Yeah. 
every at the time has their own. Yeah. It's like Lost kind of, right? And There's WB a thousand Losts right now, but at the time, Lost was it. Every every network had to create their own Lost. Yep. To this yeah. day, I feel like they keep trying. Still, yeah. Failing. <laughs> Uh, uh, 1899 succeeds. Go watch 1899 on Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah, except that got. Did you hear about that? We got bad news yeah, about just that. this week. Yeah, it's got. They they canceled the second season. They're not doing it. Oh, that's right. First season. Uh, first season asks questions and answers them. So would so, you say <laughs> worth watching, even though still worth okay. watching, even though you don't get a second season? Yes. Okay, that's good. I to know. appreciate that you recommended it. I could not continue i watched like really? one and a half episodes and just i didn't care at all oh wow huh. too, too much foreign uh, dialogue or what what was the deal no it just it felt like it felt like a lot of guess what's behind this curtain uh well i'll tell you later you know and i'm like oh i don't like i don't Interesting. know I, I it does that like it doesn't answer its questions very quickly but it doesn't wait as long as Lost did to answer its questions. Questions. So. Yeah. Well, in this case, Once, all like questions so many are answered. Things I, I was I was thinking about um, Midnight Mass for some reason, and it's because it's got the same tone. Mm. But in Midnight mm. Mass, I instantly loved every character. I wanted to know everything about every character oh, in that sure. show. And in this one, eighteen ninety nine, I just was like, eh, I don't really care about any of you people. Huh. Interesting. Well, it happens. It happens. It's fine. It yeah. does happen, and it's not happening next season. So there you have it. Yeah, it'll never happen for another it'll never season. happen again unless someone else picks it up yeah here's oh. our final line you're part of the moon now i just love that i love that you're part of the moon now <laughs> you're part of One the of moon us. now yeah. it's pretty great all right well with that played and done now this Uh, film sack checklist goes like this ripped off matrix stuff check ripped off 2001 a space odyssey stuff check Good actors doing terrible work. Check. <laughs> uh, Star Trek connections. Hey, I am uh, unaware of any, but I'm sure Randy found some somebody. Right? Zero. 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 Okay. Oh wow! I can't, really? I can't believe it. Too. I was like, I wonder if uh, Quicksack is broken, and so I went like digging. Hmm. Like, how could how could Patrick Wilson have never been in a recent Star Trek thing? How could uh, Charlie Plummer? not be in any of the new, you know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. felt like there must be um, nothing. Donald Sutherland has never been in any Star Trek stuff. Yeah. It seemed, ever? Like, seemed like an That's opportunity amazing. lost. Yeah, I agree. Cause yeah. I mean, he's a great, he's a great actor, but he's not too great for Star Trek. Like he, he will take that work. No, they'll I let think. him and he, and, or he would want to, and they would let him, I think. I don't know. He gets yeah. a lot of money for two minutes of acting. So who knows? Uh, the, um, the other thing I was going to say about this that I thought was maybe Star Trek, what was, oh, the girl, the, the nanny, I thought maybe I'd seen somewhere in a modern thing, but I guess not, it's not anywhere to be found. Uh, so there you go. No Star Trek connections, although we do have our, uh, our Game of Thrones connections and that's always fun as well. Lots of those this time. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I went looking for Seinfeld and MASH connections, but eh, this is just a weird movie. Yeah. Little one-offy, uh, deal. Oh, he apparently brings people around with him though, because Patrick Wilson's in that Midway movie also. And um, oh, really? along with a million other actors, but yeah, I think I kind of want to watch Midway now. Everybody, you keeps, should, yeah. you absolutely should. And he co-wrote that, so it feels like he was doing good work there. And then he said, "And then I'll do Moonfall." <laughs> uh, soundtrack grade, I'd give it an F for fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's, you know, it worked. It did whatever it needed. I don't know. It didn't jump out, but it was fine. Yeah, there weren't like themes. No. Uh, that that that's what struck me. There was some it, cool. Like, there was some cool discordant stuff when they were in the moon's 
interior that I like, you know, mysterious sci-fi and almost not even music, more like ambient noise in a weird way, kind of ambient music. I like that. But none of yeah, it was two, like, you know. uh, Two composers here. Uh, Harold Closer has done all of the Roland Emmerich films, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a composer for he all He should of be them. forced to just do credits in movies because his name is Closer. I think that's right. <laughs> well, and of course, the other one we love so much, uh, Tom Wanker. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's Tom, a great name. Tom Wanker, uh, uh, I guess um, I really don't have anything for, for it. Like, did uh, like the music for White House Down? It's just not, not remember, memorable. That's another uh, Emmerich directed thing, I think. Yep. Yeah, White House Tom, Down. Tom you know. Wanker. Uh, all right, nicely done. Let's get to this Twitter post where we sum the damn thing up in uh, 280 characters or less. And this week, I think we'll change things up for 2023 and start with Randy. Moonfall. No, no, it's, it's like, wait, Scott always says that. Go ahead. What? <laughs> Moonfall. Moonfall. <laughs> Moonfall. Everyone is related to everyone else somehow, except this one guy who's like super weird, but he'll sacrifice himself to save the world. Just like Randy Quaid in Independence Day, back when mm. Randy Quaid was a sexy, sexy yeah. man like all Randys. Yeah. Aw. Oh, all Randys. I see. Hashtag all Randys. Mm-hmm. Mm. Brian Dunaway, sum it up. <clears throat> Moonfall, what would Elon do? Buy Twitter and trend Moonfall? Now prepare to deploy the probe into the big black hole on the dark side of the moon. Hashtag free bagels to all mega structuralists. Uh, very nice. Did free you notice there was, a, there was all kinds of free, oh, I don't know if it was free, but there was a lot of product placement for SpaceX. That was that was all over. Oh, place. yeah, SpaceX. Oh, and what was the other one? Uh, uh, the the uh, Kapersky. What is it? What is the... Uh, oh, Kapersky, uh, Kapersky Labs. Uh, yeah, the software people. Yeah, they have a hard name Weird. to say. I don't like it. Kapersky. <laughs> Kapersky. Whatever it is. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Moonfall. It took Home Alone 2 and Donald 24 years to do it. Superman Returns and Kevin did in 11 years. But Moonfall got cringy in eight months. Thanks, Elon. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> I love that Elon took such a bath today. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the alternate titles. They were just handed to me. No, this is late breaking news. I got this list right here. It was almost called. There was a okay. I need some context. There was almost another character, a side character. His name was going to be Paul, and he was going to be on the ship with him, and just like this extra guy, probably going to die in the end, that sort of thing. So they almost called it Moon Paul. <laughs> oh gosh, I went a long way to get that. I went so far for that one. I know. I feel like I, I need I need to stay overnight before I head back to the, <laughs> head back home. Uh, or finally, uh, garbage. It was almost called garbage. <laughs> That's more of my right. opinion than anything else. Um, right. I know, okay. I know, it's not entirely fair. It's not total garbage, but it's garbage enough for me. Oh, I was just trying to. I was trying to like come up with landfill, like instead of moonfall. Oh, you land, know what I mean? Moonfill. Oh, sure. Connect them. Moon river. No. Uh, here's a, oh, we got contacts from people and one of them, usually an email and a text, but today we're going to do a phone call. We got an actual uh, recorded Ooh. message here. Let's find out what this listener has to say. Hello, Sackers. Uh, this is Kelly up in British Columbia, Canada. I'm probably not the first person to tell you guys this, but there is a black and white version of the mist and it is fantastic. Oh, yes. It yes. is so much better than the color version. The effects look so much better. The monsters are scarier. The mist is more mystifying. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to see this black and white version. I uh, heard a story that Frank Darabont actually originally wanted to release 
the black and white version to theaters. The studio, of mm-hmm. course, said no because they thought no one would go and see a black and white movie, which is probably true. But uh, the black and white version is absolutely amazing, fantastic, so much better than the color version. Please mm-hmm. check it out. Love the cast. Love you guys. Please keep up the good work. Bye. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. I Was it Kelly was his name? I'll give him proper credit here. Hold on. Hello, Sackers. Uh, this is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Yep. Um, oh, Stephen King. But okay. Stephen King, reading his own books again. Um, <laughs> I didn't know this until a few people, and, and people had been telling us during the week, but when we had the show, we didn't bring it up because I had never heard of this, and I am on the look for it. I guess you probably got to get a Blu-ray or something. Um, right to see it yeah. I, I i i was aware of this and i i did not locate a black and white version but it's i did the love the crap edition. out of logan mm-hmm. yeah oh the special edition black. includes the black and white yeah the special yeah. edition dvd or blu-ray includes mm-hmm. the black and white version oh, i might have to track that down i so i'm a b- big fan of obviously of and back fury road but the black and chrome edition of that movie which is a black yeah, and white yes. rendering is so freaking cool mm-hmm. i mean i love them both and want them both to exist and i'm glad that that's true here as well but i had no idea i would absolutely watch the mist again in black and white i would do it yeah. i want to i want to talk about this topic so like put a pin in it like let's find a place to talk about this are Not you putting right your hand in front of your face right now yeah i'm, I'm rubbing my eyes because it's such oh, a strange no. topic it's so freaking weird <laughs> that there are some films where you take the color away and people like it that's so weird that's yeah that's just like it, it's mind-blowing it to is me. weird I, right I it's a contrast it, thing though like in it mad is, max fury, yeah. in fury road they they did more than just t- turn the color off they did a whole bunch of contrasty stuff and enhanced yeah. it and created some weird depth of field stuff that they didn't do in the color version. So I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if that's happening here with the mist or not, but maybe the mist just benefits from that old school aesthetic of dark. You right. Know, yeah. And it, 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 it probably does help because it already wasn't that colorful of a movie anyway, because everything's supposed to be covered in mist for the most part. So yeah, it, it does enhance I, some of that like, again. Like I just want to, Oh, I want to talk for an hour about this. Like what if you, what if you do the Wizard of Oz to the mist and it's in color <laughs> until the mist comes and then now you're in black and white all yeah. the way until the very, very, very end. Well, right? here's what, like, you got an upcoming bonus monthly episode next month. Yeah, I that'd think. be a great topic. You should for, do that. Uh, anybody yeah. want to, anybody want to join me for that? I don't I mean, I don't anybody know. Anybody really care about this topic? I not as much as you do. I'd, I'd love to talk for, to one of you about it. Yeah, I'd pop in for, for that. Yeah, okay. you, you, that's an interesting topic. We should bring it to the patrons. So bad. Which, just, by the way, is a great re- uh, reason to. T- well, we're not going to do patrons yet because I got to read this text. But, but, uh, uh, okay. yeah, be, 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 do that. I like that a lot. It sounds like a super interesting take. Uh, we got text also this week, and uh, that came to that very self same number, 801 We got it from Paul S., who says, Hey guys, I enjoyed your episode on Westworld, but have you seen its porn version, Sex World? <laughs> Which came out in 1978, back no. when porn movies actually had a narrative. That might be the only porn movie that's actually sackable by you guys. Thanks and love film sack, Paul S. Okay. Never heard is of it, it. Is it within lore? Is it in lore? Uh, <laughs> me up. Is it? Just, is I mean, it, like, is it in canon? Is it in uh, canon? I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm looking it, it up right on IMDb. It says bus tour takes us. So this doesn't sound right. Bus tour takes us passengers to a place called Sex World, where they can live out their most secret desired fan. Now this must be it. 78. Yeah, there it is. Westworld was for children. Future World was for teenagers. But Sex World is definitely for adults. Wow. This is a moment. Streaming on <laughs> cult picks. This is a moment I've when I, heard of. I would like to get, make sure Scott has a soundboard clip of uh, the comedian Nigel Ng dropping the Uncle Roger character and saying, sorry, children. Oh, I don't know if I have that. 
That's a, oh, I can look. Sorry, sorry man, I, children. What are we? What are we doing here? Chill. I have, <laughs> I have children. I, Let's see. Here, here's the children's okay. clips that I have. Uh, no, it's okay. We'll we'll get it some other time. Just I like just, to have children. Okay, thanks. Just, thanks. Oh my gosh, Alex Jones. <laughs> thanks, Alex Jones. You're great. Um, all right, about, a message from concerned children's advertisers. That's definitely not it. All right. Oof. Huh. Uh, okay. Sex world? No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably yeah. not going to see it. We'll I mean, see. I don't know. We'll see. Every every now and then, someone uh, like writes in or tweets us or something and yeah. says, "Hey, you should sack Caligula." And I'm like, "Nope, don't even want to talk about it." No, Zardoz was that. was enough. Yep, yeah. Zardoz was more than enough. So I got fooled the other day. Somebody told me Zardoz happened in the year 2023, and it doesn't. But it, it, it supposedly takes place in 2023. So I made this whole big deal about it, and make sure your penis is put away because it's evil, and get the guns. Guns are good, and all that. I was kidding around. Someone goes, um, it's actually like 3221 or something. It's like, damn it. Why do I fall for this stuff? It's like the Back to the Future uh, thing. where everybody- 19, Right, right. 19, it's Oh, no, it's 2023. That's the year that uh, you see on the dashboard. And then about a thousand there? people believe it, and they retweet it and post it and cross post it, and then you realize you're right. wrong. And now the, now the cat's out of the bag, and it's pissing on everything. Gosh, dang yeah. it. Stupid internet. All right. Uh, thanks for the text, Paul, and uh, also Kelly for the voicemail. Again, that number is 801-471-0462. If you'd rather do it the old-fashioned way, you can send us emails at filmsack at gmail.com. All right, real quick, I want to thank some uh, folks for being a part of our Patreon. I want to thank actually all of them. Everybody who supports us on Patreon deserves a shout-out today because you guys are amazing. 2023 is just better because you're involved. And we love you. Um, if you want to have the show without an ad ever, you want to have some cool artwork in the uh, in the mail every month. You just want to be a part of the broader community and get these bonus shows we keep talking about. We got one coming from Dunaway uh, soon here for the month of January. Next week. Next week. Uh, watch for that. But that's the only way you get those. They're hundred percent exclusive. There, we don't even put them out delayed on the main feed. So uh, if you want to get a hold of that stuff. It is on you to uh, join us at patreon.com slash filmsack. Be like Shanathan, Peter, Chris Connell. I almost read Chris Cornell, which would have been, he would have been a ghost. Oh, and that great. would have been weird. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Irie, Diego, Ethan, Obi-Wan Allen. I love that. Uh, Robert yeah. Decker. Love it. And uh, Daniel Hull all have joined us since our last episode. And you guys are amazing. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for being a part of the Patreon. Yes. Again, that's patreon.com slash filmsack. Our next movie will be. I don't even know. What is our next Blowout. Blowout. Watch Blowout. Blowout. Yes, we're all doing our hair next week. It's going to be right. amazing. Blowout. Remind me. Blowout. 81, Travolta. That would be John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah, Nancy yeah. Allen and a third person that's famous. John Lithgow. <laughs> yep, uh, John Lithgow. Dennis Franz. And that's it. J. J. Patrick McNamara. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, a movie I had personally never heard of until this week, mm-hmm. and it's very exciting oh, really? to me. Yeah, yeah it's this very thing exciting is to me. Highly regarded too. It's directed by Brian De Palma, and like yeah. I didn't know he was that old. Oh, the, <laughs> like, De Palma's been I, working since. Uh, well, this is eighty one, sure, but he was yeah. he was part of that Spielberg yeah. Lucas group, right? All hanging out. Yeah. Another thing. Well, and yeah. I guess I did know because he uh, directed Carrie, right, and which mm-hmm. is older than Blowout, but. I'm just, uh, I'm excited. This is a very exciting film. I have no, yeah. I have no oh, context for this, so I'm actually really excited. I don't know what this even is. Oh, good. But I like De Palma. I like his movies. Most of them. <laughs> I've seen 8mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. At some point we need to see Body Double too. Speaking of Brian De Palma, that's another perfect, uh, perfect sack film. Did we do um, Untouchables? It's his, his impersonation of Alfred Hitchcock. I don't think we've done that. Uh, we have no. not sacked the Untouchables. No, I no. I remember my parents renting it from the VHS store in town, mm-hmm. and then I was kicked <laughs> the out. I was store. yeah, I was kicked out of the room, <laughs> and I snuck in and watched some of the Untouchables around the side of the couch. Oh, I love that movie. We got to watch the Untouchables. There's a particularly gruesome scene that I watched through my fingers when I wasn't supposed to. You put one of them in the hospital, you put one of theirs in the morgue. Carriage coming down the staircase in slow motion. Oh, <laughs> such a great, one of the greatest scenes ever filmed. It's so yeah, good. It really is. Do you, wanna, you want to sack it? It's on uh, HBO Max. Hell yeah, I do. All right, we're sacking it. It's okay. Putting it on the list. Get that De Palma energy cool. uh, going this year. All right, uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week for that. And uh, go check out our archives. Filmsack.com is our website. Patreon.com slash Filmsack, as I mentioned before. Send us those emails, filmsack at gmail.com. And we love your texts and your voicemails, 801 471 You can also find us on Twitter if you'd like. That's at Filmsack. That'll do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Andy. We're inside the moon. We'll see you next time. <laughs>